Tales of the Extraordinary! Episode 4 of Shadow of the Unknown! Our adventurers race to stop the schemes of Jacob Butler. After hiring world-renowned explorer Little Dickie Broughton to recover an ancient Mongolian artifact of great power, Butler attempted to have him killed. Framing him for the murder of starlet Elizabeth Lizzie Long, Butler hoped that the vengeful vigilante known only as the Unknown would do the deed for him. Thanks to the unexpected intervention of Dickie's ally, Vesper Kinsley, psychic to the stars, the plot was foiled. After a bloody chase through the streets of Mexico City, our heroes managed to escape. Meanwhile, back in Los Angeles, rarely sober policeman Mike Sullivan and silent movie star Randolph Moon, disguised as the unknown, discovered Butler's plan after a daring barroom brawl and rooftop interrogation. You think we can get into Butler's estate? Of course. I'm Randolph Moon. Another glass, Gatsby. <laughs> and how's that help me? Simple. You're part of my entourage. You're what? If I were to put it into police terms, think of a sheriff's posse out west. All right, then. Suppose I'll have to get a fancy suit, huh? Well, not really. You're, you aren't... well, you're sort of a glorified servant. Excuse me? You know what? Let's talk about this later. I'm gonna have to go grab a change of clothes, freshen up. I can't very well walk into a party dressed as the unknown vigilante. Yeah, you better go. Quick. Be ready to go by eight. You said it started at seven. My dear Irishman, one never shows up on time to... Ah! Ah! What the... Oh, my. Two unknowns. Well, this is awkward. Thanks for letting us stay here, Mike. Randolph practically ran down the street when he left. Sure thing, Miss Kinsley. I'm glad to see you back safe. And with the same information we found. I've been focusing too long on small-time crooks. It's people like Butler that need to be taken down. Thank you, my dear Gatsby. <laughs> you make this yourself? Mmm, splendid. Crime has a hierarchy. It's punks like Butler who need to be brought to justice. The law can't touch him. I'm not the law. If this man is behind the murder of Lizzie Long, then he'll answer for it. Let's not forget the theft of a valuable and immensely powerful ancient artifact. No offense to Miss Long, but the idea of the heart of the dragon in the hands of someone like Butler is earth-shatteringly bad. Someone like Butler? Just a day ago you were working for the man. That was before he tried to kill me. Twice. I swear if I see that little Chinaman again. You and me both, Broaden. Uh, did I miss anything? Just Dickie waxing apocalyptic. Ah, so nothing. What's the plan, then? Our goal is to find the artifact and any evidence of Butler's involvement in the murder. This soiree is the perfect time to do so. He'll know we're there. But he wouldn't dare leave his own party. If I know these Hollywood scum... Hey! Their weakness is pride. He would sooner sell his mother to slavery than miss his time in the spotlight. Yeah, true. Miss Kinsley and Broughton claim they can gain entry to the event. Trust me, I have my ways. I don't worry about Moon's ability to get in. Thank you. You two will locate the artifact. Moon is the only one capable of getting close to Butler. And once he does? That's where you come in, Mike. Moon will lure Butler away from the prying eyes. Once he does, you'll ask him a few questions. Your way. But the monkey stays here. <laughs> and what about you? I'll find my own way.
The Romanesque abode of Jacob Butler sits nestled in the Hollywood Hills, far above the city. The lights of the mansion shine brightly in the surrounding darkness, showing off its owner's opulence. A stream of expensive limos pulls up to the front, dropping off their important occupants and continues on. It's a who's who of Hollywood in the 1920s. Charlie Chaplin and a very young female. Douglas Fairbanks and his wife, Mary Pickford. W.C. Fields, Mae West, Lon Chaney. A large German bouncer in a tuxedo mans the door. He nods to the obvious stars and their guests, but then he puts his hand out and stops two would-be partygoers. Invitation? Yes, of course. Here you are. Thank you. Enjoy the party. You never cease to amaze me, Kinsley. It was just a blank piece of paper. He saw what I wanted him to see. Legitimate invitations. I really wish you dressed more low-key. Full Royal Navy regalia, Dickie? Hollywood isn't the only place with royalty. I, too, have a certain amount of pride to uphold. Moon. <laughs> Ladies, please. Three at a time. Take my coat, boy. As you wish, sir. Right to the trash compactor. Excuse me, where's the back porch? Porch? Oh, you mean the patio. Just head that way until you see tiki torches. Porch! How quaint. Evening, folks. Nice night. Gatsby. <laughs> yeah, your tux looks fine. Just try and blend in. Come in. Is the roof secure? Ja. Her Hervaski strip is due in ten minutes. Let me know if anything changes. Ja, Herr Butler. Who's there? No one. Will you look at the size of that chandelier? It's as big as the ballroom. Are those candles? What do you suppose that is? By the stage. A man butchering Chopin, apparently. Behind him, Dickie. Yeah. A giant glass wall? Hmm, for what, I wonder? And as Douglas held the door, I climbed to the window and shouted to them, People of the city! And I said, Lay down your arms! Did they? <laughs> Are you a doll? Of course they did! It didn't stop Douglas from... Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Butler will join you momentarily. Please make yourselves comfortable by the stage. He has something quite extraordinary to show you this evening. This would be a good time to disappear from the crowd. Where should we look first? Follow the rat to the cheese. Uh, sorry? Mr. Lee, I saw him duck through that door. My dear Dieter. Mr. Moon... Flirtatious as always. Merely my way of saying hello. You do this with a gentleman, too. That <laughs> depends. Would you be able to introduce me to one? Moon's got his fish. <laughs> Come on, kiddo. It's time to meet the butler. <laughs> Quiet, Gats! Moon and that Sheba went through that door at the bottom of the stairwell. Don't give us away. Freeze! What the hell? Rotten? Miss Kinsley? Everyone's out cold. Where'd that Amazon go? And now, a quick word from our sponsors. I still have to finish dinner and clean the house before Charlie comes home. But I just can't find the energy. Never seem to have enough time in the day for all the things that need to be done? Is your body running out of gas on the highway of life? Worry no longer. With Dr. Moonbeam's cocaine for the brain, you'll have enough pep for four people. 
Just one quick sniff and you'll get that engine running on turbo power! Hello, honey. Why, the house looks wonderful. I can smell that roast from here. However do you do it? That's a secret between me and my doctor. Have a seat, sweetie. You can go ahead and start without me. I still have a few things to finish up. There's that table I was making in the garage, and I have a few letters to run in the post office. Oh, I should take a look at your car and make sure the agent's properly done. Would you like a massage first? Dr. Moonbeam's cocaine. That's oh, I'm my sorry, line. You were supposed to say. Dr. Moonbeam's cocaine for the brain. Pick it up now at your local pharmacist. And now, we return to Tales of the Extraordinary. Shh. It's Jacob Butler. Ladies, gentlemen, actors, <laughs> tonight I present to you the future, a device years ahead of its time, and it's all mine. There's the bastard, but where are the others? Set your eyes upon the glass screen behind me. Behold, my telepicture device can send a picture from a camera in one location to a screen like this in another location. And it all takes place in real time. Just like live theater. On the screen. Looks like Sullivan and... Oh, no. Now, through technological innovation and piles of money, I present to you the gift of sound. I didn't. It just closed behind me. That's it. I'm going to plug the bastard right here. Jacob's woman coming out of that door. That must be where they're trapped. Damn it all. Great, so we're trapped here? What's a peculiar room? It would appear to be some sort of study, judging by the desk, but this medieval suit of armor is too big for any man to have worn. Is anyone the foggiest what this is? I don't know. A window? Dickie, it looks like that big glass contraption upstairs. Hand me that chair and we'll see what is on the other side. Oh, put that down. You break yourself before you break that window. Good evening, my friends. Butler. <laughs> A display much like the one that amazes you all has been recreated in their room. They can see us just as we can see them. What in heavens is going on, Butler? Ladies and gentlemen, world-renowned explorer extraordinaire Richard Broughton. Is that you, Chaplin? Hello, Dickie. You filthy pederast. <laughs> I do believe that is the dashing Randolph Moon I see glaring at us. Oh, now, Randolph, this isn't one of your pictures. Do pipe up. Leave him alone. Vesper Kinsley, the so-called psychic to the stars. Little does she know that I registered that title years ago. Too afraid to show yourself, Butler? Stupid hag. Do you really think I'd let you use your second-rate hypnosis on me in person? But who is this mystery gentleman in the corner? A seeming nobody. Perhaps we should take a closer look at his companion. A certain fighting ape. That's my monkey! <laughs> this is the dastardly policeman who ruined our sport last year. You don't appear to have many fans here, Mr. Sullivan. How about you give back the lady's hape? Hmm? Where is she? Dork! And last but certainly not least, the enigmatic unknown vigilante. Another screen. It appears you have some fans. 
You've been a very unpopular pest for quite some time, haven't you? Whole careers have been destroyed, and for what? Some romantic vision of justice? What are you doing? Memorizing every face, so I know who I have to kill when I get out. Uh, excuse me, uh, I have to go. I think I left my, uh, um, bye. Oh, this is absurd. Here, hold my jacket. Don't care for the enclosed spaces, Richard? Now see here, you. How would these people feel to know that you had a hand in the death of Lizzie Long? <laughs> or that you stole an invaluable archaeological artifact? An immoral thief and murderer, people. That's your Jacob Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Foolish old man. I didn't kill poor little Lizzie. You're lying. You impugn my honor, sir. If it makes you feel better, though, I, I do know who did. <laughs> Mr. Lee, come up here and take a bow. <laughs> you hear that? That's the sound of democracy. Everyone in this room had a hand in her removal from the industry. Think of it as murder by committee. The unknown's eyes are twitching. And really, who cares? The public have already forgotten about her and moved on. I haven't. It appears we touched a nerve with our vigilante. Could he be taking this personally? <laughs> Were you a fan, Mr. Unknown? Shut up! I imagine your hovel must be strewn with pinups of our beloved Lizzie. Shut up! One of those sycophantic fans that worships their idols from afar, but never gets the nerve to actually speak to them. Hmm. Shut up. Sorry to disappoint you all, but we can still see and hear you just fine. A pity you can't see our camera-worthy faces, though. <laughs> Why, Jacob? Why, Lizzie? She was harmless. Aye, and talentless, too. You killed her because she was a bad actress? People have died for less. That's hogwash. I acted in a number of films with her. My point exactly. <laughs> well, to be fair, she knew a bit too much about our not-quite-legal endeavors, which is fine. But being the dumb door that she was, she actually threatened to tell someone about it. Mr. Lee made sure she got the point. Or, points. <laughs> what are we doing here? I'm glad you asked. <clears throat> My esteemed colleagues, I have saved the best for last. Though they can no longer see us, we can assuredly still see them. Behold, my revolutionary technological creation, the Automaton! What was that? The knight's armor. That's no knight. Time for another vote. Should they live or die? Die! 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 Oh, the dies have it! <laughs> Ooh, an opponent you cannot smash with your fists. Armor you cannot blast with your weapons. And a mind you cannot influence with your own. Watch the art! With his plans revealed and his dastardly trap sprung, Jacob Butler is about to have the world handed to him on a silver platter. Stay tuned to your internet dial. The action concludes in next week's installment of The Shadow of the Unknown, here on Tales of the Extraordinary!